If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hi, Todd. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I hope you are too. I am trying to be. <laughs> Lots <laughs> well, of stuff you're, you're going fu- on here around the uh, radio ranch today. Oh, uh, uh, come on. You're fully vaccinated now. That's a good thing. I am. I, I get there next week. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so it's it's coming. That's great. Uh, <clears throat> well, so this is our Bring a Trailer Hour. And we always start with going over our auction picks from last week and where they landed on the auction uh, list and how much they sold for or didn't. Uh, let's start with what you've got. You had a 1971 Dodge Charger. And if I remember correctly, this had been owned by one family for pre- pretty much the whole time. It was uh, somebody's father who died and eventually you know, it was, it got sell, you know, sold to the dealer for auction. And it was quite a, I love the, you know, the hidden headlights and stuff. They're always fun. And uh, this one sold for $47,000. Oh, that's, so that's a good pretty deal. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then you picked a 1969 Volkswagen Carmen Ghia. Uh Kind of a cool car, but it did not get love. It was only bid to $16,262 and reserve was not met. It was well, billed, kind of, I'm sorry, it was bid to what? It was bid to $16,262. Oh. Okay. And reserve was not met, so mm. it did not sell. Hate it when uh, that happens. Yes, it, it does happen. Uh, then you had a really beautifully restored uh, 1955 Thunderbird. Uh, was, I think it was white and turquoise, with turquoise and white inside, I think. Or turquoise outside That's with white right. and turquoise yep. inside. Yep. Yeah, uh, but it was beautifully done, and it was you know really very nice. That was and the one I said I don't really like that style, but I, it was so classic. I could I could see it strolling down either Tokwitz or or Palm Canyon Drive yeah. here, and and people would go that fits this town and it's it, it uh, mid century motif. Uh, it does. You know you know that it was named after the after the uh, development Thunderbird. Oh, it was. Yep, they had to ask. Are you kidding me? No, they asked permission, and they said yes. Wow. Yeah, and I think Lucy and Desi uh, had a had a house there. There were many celebrities that had houses yep. in Thunderbird. I've only been to one up there. Uh, author Anne Rice used yes. to live up there. She uh, eventually sold the place and moved to a much smaller home in Palm Desert, but uh, she had quite the spread, and at the time I had been pretty good friends with her son Christopher who also is an author and and had gone over there three or four times to do interviews with Anne and I'll tell you that's living in some style when you live up there it, it is I was it's not a communicate community I've y- never been allowed in yeah <laughs> it, it's uh it's uh, no wonder to me why for instance the Obamas bought a place up there mm-hmm yeah yeah, I mean it's it's pretty uh, it's and that's, secure. That's where the uh, Fords were, I think, too. Uh, they might have. I don't know about the Fords. I know the Obamas were there, and I know that Anne Rice had a place. At Moon. You you know, re- yeah. reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, they it was named uh, it was named after the country club. I mean, well, country club of the you know the development up there. Yeah. So by yeah. the way, um, Anne Rice's 
personal swimming pool there uh, at her home was uh-huh. uh, clearly it was the size, at least footprint wise, of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I could have dropped my my house in in the drink at her place. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's nice to have money, isn't yeah, it? Okay. <laughs> okay, now your 1960 Lamborghini uh, Tractor. Remember that one? I do. It was a uh, you know it had like the the. Fr- Three wheel almost, like the two big wheels in back with sort of like the little wheel up front. Uh, it sold for twenty five thousand five hundred dollars. Wow! So people love tractors. Yeah, especially <laughs> so, one that wasn't going to do anything except just look interesting. Yeah, it's just going to sit there. No one's going to use it to yeah. actually plow a field. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the last one was the uh, nineteen thirty nine Cadillac uh, seventy five, and this was a you know uh, one of two custom ones that were done. Uh, for the same person, I believe, uh, it came with the you know the the chauffeur uniforms and everything. There was a huge bidding war, and it sold for one hundred and thirty thousand. One hundred and thirty thousand. Yes, and it was a huge bidding war at the end. Wow. Yeah, it kept going up and up and up and up and up. <laughs> well, that's what the sellers hope for. That is exactly right. So this found a nice new home, I guess. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's let's check out my picks then. Um, my first one was a 1987 Toyota Corolla GTS. Uh, it was just, I liked it because it was just clean and it had hidden headlights. And, yep. you know, it was kind of like cool from the, you know, the 1980s when Toyota and Honda made cool cars. It was only bid to 18000 and reserve was not met. It did not sell. Not surprised. Yeah. I mean, at uh, that the, price. Yeah, at that price. Yeah, I'm, it just it should have gotten a little more love than it got. Yep. Um, then I picked a V8 powered custom go kart. You remember that the go kart? Mm. It doesn't have brakes or anything. It's just a gas pedal that you <laughs> you know you stop it by you know letting go of the gas pedal and it stops itself, sort of like right. an EV, I guess. Huh. Um, it's sold your for twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I bet that is the most expensive go kart ever. <laughs> it sold for twenty thousand dollars. People loved it. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, then I also picked a 1957 Cadillac Eldorado Brom, uh, which is that you know, these are the you know rare cars that they only made a few hundred of, and they were all handmade. And and uh, this one was in, you know, I think it had, what was the color of interior? It was like a blue leather interior. It was really quite nice, but it did still need some work on it. It was bid to 86 I mean, 82500 and did not sell. Reserve not met. Wow. So 82500 was not enough to take the prize. Hate uh, it when that happens. <laughs> okay, then I had that uh, 1976 Rover P6 uh, 3500, which I just liked because I liked. I thought it had a cool look to it. You know, sort of that falling apart British car company, you know, British car from the 1970s. Uh, it sold for 58, uh, 58.50, so not a lot of money, but it did sell. 5,850. Five thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, yeah, it's not too bad. No. Uh, then there was this really someone spent a lot of money redoing this nineteen sixty three Volvo P eighteen hundred. It had the red leather seats inside, and it had the really beautiful outside uh, blue paint, and uh, uh, yeah, the wheels, everything was just perfect on this car. Uh, somebody spent a lot of money restoring it, um, but it was only thirty six thousand dollars the bid, and it was reserve not met. 
And the comments on Bring a Trailer was is that it was not original enough. In other words, they it was a different steering wheel. It was not the you know the standard Volvo seats. It didn't have the the rear the little rear seat that the car is supposed to have. Uh, you know, there were a bunch of little nitpicks on this car. And if it's not original enough, it doesn't matter how much you spent you know, restoring it, uh, it, it, you know, you, you're going to, you're going to lose money anyway on those kinds of things, but it did not sell. So the seller says, well, I guess I'll be driving it from now on. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it did not sell. So, and then my last one was a 1976, uh, Cadillac Seville that had very, very low miles on it. And it was probably owned by, you know, grandma and grandpa or, you know, grandma survived, uh, and it was just sitting in a garage most of its life. Right. Uh, it sold for $10,260. I mean, you know, it, it wouldn't, wasn't going to go for too much. It wasn't, you know, a totally classic. That was classic. the light yellow one, right? It was, yeah, sort of like a beige-ish yellow yeah. one, yeah. But it, it it looked it looked very, very fresh. I mean, it looked like it was, you know, right out right. of the showroom practically. Yeah. Uh, so it sold for $10,260. But that was a no-reserve auction as well. Well, somebody got probably a pretty decent deal for a car that didn't have a lot of mileage on it. and Right, and it will probably run nice for shape. years to come. I yeah. mean, you know, it has very standard General Motors parts on it. It's easy to fix, you know, Yeah. Uh, and it was already in, you know, terrific condition. So somebody will have a car that they can drive around and go to Cadillac uh, events and, and people will look at it and ooh and ah. Uh, all right, so that those were our picks from last week. So let's start with our picks from this week, and let me get everything up here. And your first car was a 1973 Ford Bronco with a 350 cubic inch V8, and it had been modified. Yep, okay, so thinking on this, first of all, I kind of like the grill on these ones. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's a lot of trucks and uh, SUVs and uh, these kind of off-road type of vehicles that I'm not really thrilled about. I never really liked the look of the front end of a Jeep, for instance. But this, I thought this was a pretty snazzy little uh, older car and, or truck. And I loved the color. And I also like the fact that it looks to me like there's some sort of rivets going over the the exterior of the wheel well. Yeah, I I think I see the I see what you're talking about there. It does look like they riveted it in. It's a I think it's just a choice as far as uh, aesthetics. Yeah, and I think it looks cool. I think it does too. Now yeah. it it only shows 1,100 miles on it. Total mileage unknown, uh, but they did uh, you know make this thing over basically yeah um, well let's see what it says this 1973 bronco uh spent time in texas and florida before being purchased by the seller in 2013 the sellers in florida as well subsequent refurbishment was completed in 2016 and the truck is finished in blue over black waterproof uh cloth uh, upholstery power comes from a replacement 300 cubic inch uh V8 paired with an automatic transmission and a dual range transfer case. Modifications include Fox shocks uh, and James Duff springs, uh, power steering, a Holly uh, Brawler carburetor, an Edelbrock intake manifold, an aluminum radiator, uh, an MSD electronic ignition, MagnaFlow mufflers, a 22-gallon fuel tank, a, a Tuffy locking center uh, console, a family uh, roll cage, and a custom stick 
Stereo, the Bronco, is now offered with black uh, bimini uh, top, which is a kind of like a I soft know, it's top. Just, yeah, it's a cloth top, yeah. you know, like, a, but it's called a bimini. Uh, top uh, car cover and a clean Florida title on the seller's name. Uh, it's got one day left and it's up to 32000 now. I'm not surprised. I mean, there's a lot of nice aesthetics to this. The interior of this thing looks really nice in that in that black and and the wheels, they look great and also um, even the steering wheel just looks butch. I, I think you have to. I think whoever buys it is going to be somebody who's not hung up on having it be a hundred percent authentic Ford-looking Bronco. Right. Right. And I think this is going to drive a whole lot better than the standard Bronco would have built would right. have would have done. Yep. And uh, uh, it kind of cracked me up because I saw that the speedometer only went to a hundred on this thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> the old it's the old speedometer yeah <laughs> all right this is todd bianco with john mcmullen you're listening to all revved up on i radio and we'll be right back It's Todd Bianco talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. We're talking our Bring a Trailer picks this hour. Uh, John, yes, you sir. have a 1955 Imperial four-door sedan as your next pick. I do. Let me open that up. Uh, so uh, I can it's, it's yellow. See, it's, it's, it's very it's yellow. It's very yellow with a green top, no less. Yeah, it's not too far down the 10 freeway uh, over in the I, IE, I think it was. Yeah, Upland. Uh, over in Upland, is, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And I just thought, you know, once again, I'm not a huge classic cars fan, but, you know, it's kind of cool. The big white wall tires, that uh, distinctive... Uh, grill and and body uh, style and I mean the only thing that I really think was kind of doggish about it was the interior. I think the interior is ugly. Not necessarily. I mean the green, eh, but you know like the steering wheel and stuff like that. I mean it's it's a by byproduct of that time or that era. Right. But, I think it was um, probably replaced to something that was close to original. Yeah. And so. Uh, it just looks like a pretty cool car. And by the way, um, it also looks like mobsters could probably put a couple of bodies in the trunk. Right. I think it needs to be black, though. Yeah. You know, black with, you know, the chrome all chromed out. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I love uh, the yellow color. I'm not a big fan unless it's like mustard yellow and it's the right mm-hmm. car. Right. Which we're going to get to that here before too long. But um, on right. this one, I think I'd rather see this in a a blue or a black or 
something like that. Yeah, this is this is when it was Imperial, not a Chrysler Imperial. It was a it was actually a, its own separate brand. Uh, it says this 1955 Imperial four-door sedan is finished in yellow and green over a green cloth interior and is powered by uh, 331 cubic inch Hemi V8 uh, mated to a two-speed automatic. Uh, features include power brakes, power steering, power adjustable front bench, power windows, Chrysler air temp air conditioning, which was a big deal back then, yeah. and an aftermarket retro-style stereo. Uh, the seller purchased the car in 2014 and has since addressed uh, rear-end leak, installed replacement mufflers, replaced the fuel gauge sending unit. This Chrysler uh, built a C69 in Imperial is now offered at no reserve with service records. It's only up to $7,600 right now. Right. It has, two, it has two days to go. Yep. And that was one of the other things I thought was a little appealing because, you know, it, I it's uh, no reserve. So I thought at that price, you know, how can you go wrong? I mean, if you're a collector. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it certainly is in decent enough shape. I mean, you yeah. know, it's not like anything you really have to do to this Probably car. Probably stinks like an MFR, but. <laughs> yeah, know. don't drive behind it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Your next choice was a, a 28,000 mile 2002 Chevy Camaro Z28 SS 35th anniversary with a six speed manual transmission and the worst steering wheel in Chevy history. Yeah. Yeah, that big, that big bulbous thing in the front. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awful. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's awful. But uh, on the upside, it's a T-top. Yes. It's a manual transmission, mm-hmm. which, you know, that makes it a little more fun as a sports car. Right. Um, the wheels, eh, you know, I'd probably change them out. Um, but, I mean, they're not horrible. And... Heck, it gets 28 on the freeway. <laughs> How could or you go wrong? To, right? Uh, let's see. It says this uh, uh, 2002 Chevy Camaro Z28, 35th anniversary edition. It's one of 3,369 examples produced for the model year and was the first delivered to East Hills Chevrolet of Roslyn, New York. It was acquired in February 2003 by the seller who has since – uh, so really only one year after it was uh, sold. Uh, so has since added 24,000 of the 28,000 miles it has now. The car is finished in bright red, bright rally red over two-tone ebony and black gray leather. Uh, and power comes from a 5.7 liter V8 ma- mated to a six-speed manual transmission. Features include preferred equipment group, the SS appearance package, traction control, a Hurst shifter, rem- removable T-tops. Uh, all modifications consist of a ceramic-coated SLP, uh, long tube headers, a custom exhaust system, and cold air induction system. Camaro SS is now offered with factory literature window sticker and a carfax report in the clean new york title in the seller's name it's bid up to eleven thousand five hundred dollars and it ends tomorrow yeah so not bad no and an interesting uh, couple of racing stripes there on the top of the hood right uh the the silver on the red looks pretty good i think yeah and it 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 goes from being a, a solid band two solid bands to being kind of a uh, wavy checkerboard thing, like on a checkerboard yeah. flag on a racetrack. Yeah. But, you know, the headrests are pretty cool, and, um, you know, I, 
it has the 35th anniversary SS Chevrolet Camaro stitched into the seats. Right. So I it's thought it was kind of cool, but um, it's what's to come that I think is even more cool. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a Jag and a Toyota Crown Wagon. You can't wait for that one. Uh, That's I almost my picked, favorite by the way, the car Toyota. yet that we've looked at. Yes. Uh, this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on IHEP Radio, and we'll be right back. Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. We're talking our bring a trailer picks for this hour. John, a 1950 Jaguar XK120 alloy roadster five speed. Yeah. A premium a premium listing, no less. Yeah. So let me just read what it says here. This 1950 Jaguar XK120 Roadster is one of approximately 240 aluminum-bodied examples manufactured by Jaguar between 1948 and 1950, of which about 180 were left-hand drive. Uh, This car was manufactured in March 1950 and dispatched to New York soon after. It was refurbished by Hill & Vaughn of Santa Monica, California around 1989 and received further uh, refurbishment by World of Jaguars in Phoenix, Arizona in 2006. Refinished in silver over a red interior, the car is powered by a numbers-matching 3.4-liter inline-six mated to a five-speed manual transmission. The vehicle participated in the Colorado Grand uh, and uh, Copper State 1000 rallies in 1999 and the Gauthier Classic uh, in, in 2002 and the Mountain Mille in uh, 2015. Uh, the current owner purchased the car in 2008 and subsequent servicing and upgrades have included installing aluminum radiator uh, with an electric fan as well as a coolant uh, expression tank, uh, electronic choke cutoff switch and an onboard a trickle charger. This 19 uh, this to this uh, XK120 alloy is now offered by the seller on behalf of the owner uh, with a uh, black canvas soft top, a tonneau cover, uh, side curtain windows, uh, toolkit and jack and service records since 2006, and a 1999 letter from RM Classics, uh, spare Moss, four-speed manual transmission, a Jaguar Heritage Trust Certificate, and clean Virginia title in the owner's name. That's a mouthful. That is a mouthful, and it is a long, long, long hood on this car. Yeah. With bug eyes and everything. Yep, it's pretty funny to look at. I could it actually is. see this thing being a car that they make a cartoon out of. Yeah, and it has full full uh, fender skirts on the rear, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, that's very you're weird. Yeah, it gives it sort of that yeah. uh, arrow look from you know that era. But you know, not a lot of these were made, obviously, because post-war Britain was not exactly, you know, 
in high gear yet. Right. You know, this is, you know, they were really bombed out during the war and they You're needed gonna... to really restart their entire economy. So very few of these cars were really made. And you know, these were sort of, you know, ultra luxury cars made, you know, for the very, very few that could afford it in the UK. Although this one was shipped to the United States. You're going to turn heads driving down the freeway in this. Uh, you will. Uh, you won't be driving a whole lot of freeway, though. This well, is one no. of those that sits on a trailer and is brought to a uh, show. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of thing. So uh, bidding uh, is at $75,000, but it ends in 10 days. Uh, premium listings are always uh, for a longer period of time. Now, I almost chose this car. Did you? The last one. Yes, I very much did. That's okay, because um, you chose one that I was going to choose, too. Yeah. So. A 1990 Toyota Crown Wagon Hearse 5-speed. Uh, obviously, this is a JDM Japanese domestic market car. This was never sold here. Uh, it was a 1990 Toyota Crown uh, Super Deluxe Wagon. was converted to a hearse in Japan and was imported in 2020 to the U.S., where it was acquired by the seller in November of 2020. Uh, finished in black over blue upholstery, the car is powered by a twin-cam 2-liter inline-six paired with a 5-speed manual transmission. Features include uh, lace seat covers, which is very Japanese uh, <laughs> privacy curtains tinted windows uh, of course you need privacy for the hearse uh, tinted windows a rear jump seat a raised cargo area of course platform for the casket with casket rollers uh, ripple style hubcaps um, and oil change and maintenance were uh, inspection were performed and the tires were replaced in November of 2020 it's now offered with no reserve uh, in Redondo Beach California with uh, a Japanese export certificate and a clean Oregon title in the seller's name two days to go and it's at $5,445 right now and tomorrow I'm going to have on the John McMullen show Larry Davis who's the vice president for the Coachella Valley region of Forest Lawn <laughs> and I'm going to tell him by the way if you want a great deal on another coach um, I know a place where you can find one and it's kind of a unique one that's right yeah Although, I'm, I'm although not used you know, to you know thinking about Toyota hearses. Usually yes. it's Cadillacs or, you uh -huh. know, something like well, that, that. That's changing now. Yeah. Uh, in Europe, they're now converting a Tesla Model S. Really? Yes, because it's quiet and because it has no emissions and it can go very slow in a funeral. Maybe they should call it a Tesla D for death. <laughs> Death mobile. Death mobile. Yeah. No, but really, I mean, the, uh, the, 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 the funeral directors like it because, you know, they don't have to worry about, uh, you know, the smell or anything else right. uh, when, they're, when they're, you know, in a, in a slow parade or whatever. Right. Uh, so, yeah, but they're converting Tesla. Tesla isn't doing it, obviously. This is being done aftermarket. Right. Uh, <clears throat> all righty. Now, let's transition to some of my picks. And the first one is, I, I, can't, I don't know why I cannot resist these cars, but it's a 1987 AMC Eagle sedan. So this is from the one that I was going to pick, too, and then I saw it was on your list. Yeah. I, I, the, the, these cars were way ahead of their time because this is basically an SUV 
sedan. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's an all, it's an all wheel drive sedan. <laughs> it so looks what like it a says, four by four, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, it was, I mean, yeah. you know, the 1987 uh, AMC Eagle sedan is a final year example of the model and one of approximately 450 produced. It is said to have been sold new in Ohio and remained there with its original owner through 2009. Uh, and the car was uh, later spent time in Indiana, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Missouri prior to its acquisition by the selling dealer who was in Waltham, Massachusetts uh, in August of 2019, finished in beige with brown accents over a tan cloth interior. The vehicle is powered by a 4.2 liter inline six mated to a three-speed automatic uh, with a single-speed transfer case. Uh, factory equipment includes power steering, power assisted front disc brakes, fog lights, air conditioning, a power adjustable driver's seat, uh, luggage rack, and an AM FM radio. Uh, twin Weber carburetors have been added. The uh, engine oil and transmission fluids were changed, and the battery was replaced during the current ownership. It's now offered. It's a four by four offered by the selling dealer in Massachusetts with no reserve. It's currently bid at four thousand four hundred dollars, and it ends in two days. And get yourself some fancy caramel colored shag carpet. I can trust me. You will be the only person at the gas station with this, right? <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it frankly it looks like it's in really very very nice condition. It is. It's, it says that it's got 91,000 miles on it, total mileage unknown, but it looks like it probably is 91,000 original miles. Someone took care of this car. Yeah. You know, the interior has been very well taken care of. All right. So then the next one I have is also a no reserve auction, and this is a 1956 Continental Mark II. Um, these, were, uh, these were considered to be the pinnacle of Ford luxury. That they, they, this, you know, the history of these cars goes, goes, you know, very deep into Ford and that they had to have the, you know, they were trying to beat Cadillac. They had to have a personal luxury car. It had to be, you know, it had to have every, you know, possible, you know, feature that would be at the time uh, considered to be ultra luxurious. Now, this is only a two door car. It's a coupe um, and it has an extremely long hood. This 1956 Continental Mark II, and this is, by the way, the time when Continental was a separate brand. It wasn't a Lincoln Continental. It was Continental. Mark II is one of approximately 3,000 examples built during a two-year production run. The car was repainted white and the interior reupholstered in matching leather uh, during the 60s. Uh, The car reportedly spent approximately three decades in storage prior to its acquisition by the seller 20 years ago. Uh, power is supplied by a 368 cubic inch V8 paired through a three three speed automatic transmission. Features included power assisted steering and brakes, electric windows and seats, uh, white sidewall tires, uh, the chrome bumper and trim. Uh, maintenance included in the fall of 2020 includes rebuild of the steering linkage, carburetor and fuel pump, as well as an oil change in the installation of replacement spark plugs. Uh, this Mark II is being offered at no reserve with a technical data book and a parts catalog manufacturers literature and a clean texas title in the seller's name ah these were you know these were very very you know rare ultra luxury cars in their day yeah uh it had it has a it has air conditioning when you know although it's inoperable and it has a you know an am radio which apparently is inoperable and neither is the clock so somebody's going to have to spend money if they want this car to operate as it should. Right. 
Uh, so I'll be interested to see. I mean, I love the the uh, the controls on this. If you look inside, it has those like um, almost like an airline. Those those uh, you know levers you pull up and down right. uh, to control things. Uh, it's, you know, very futuristic for its time. Um, so yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what this goes for. Uh, it's only at eighty eight hundred dollars right now, and these cars can also, often sell for you know six digits if they're pristine. So we'll see what this sells for. Very really interesting to watch. Yeah, um, the next one I chose uh, is just again. This is an unusual. There are not that many of them. Uh, this was a 2002 Jaguar XJR. Now the R means it's their you know fast racing style version of the car. Uh, it's so it's a four door sedan. Uh, it's it's a 100. So it's a, is a one of 500 examples. Uh, uh, produced worldwide to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the birth of Jaguar founder Sir William Lyons. Uh, the car is finished in black over black leather uh, with the uh, red stitching and is powered by a supercharged 4-liter V8 paired with a f- most of these cars, by the way, at the time had an inline six as opposed to a V8 uh, powered uh, with a five-speed automatic transmission. Uh, gray bird's eye maple wood trim. Again, the bird's eye maple being special for this kind of car. Uh, Adorn the interior and equipment includes automatic climate control cruise control uh power sunroof power adjustable front seats heated and rear heated front and rear seats uh brembo disc brakes uh 19 inch bbs uh, multi-piece uh, alloy wheels uh the car was acquired by the seller on bring a trailer in september of 2019 and recent uh, maintenance includes an oil change uh, it has 69,000 miles on it and is offered at no reserve uh, The factors <clears throat> with the manufacturer's literature and a clean Carfax report. Now, if I click on the link for, for the original Bring a Trailer uh, auction, it's sold for $14,750, so not a lot of money uh, back in 2019 for this kind of a luxury car. Uh, it, but the current bid is already up to $22,000. Hmm. So, and I don't think they did much to it. I mean, I think it's pretty much the same car. No, it, it looks like it's in great shape. Yeah, it's it's a be- it's a beautiful car. It's it would be a nice ride no matter where you take it. Um, I you know I, I could see nothing really wrong with having a car like this. All right, this is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're, we're doing Bring a Trailer this hour. You're listening to All Revved Up on iHeart Radio, and we'll be right back with more picks. Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. 
Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen, and we're talking Bring a Trailer Picks this hour. Um, John, my next pick is a 1993 Nissan 300ZX convertible five-speed. Now, aside from the root beer color on the outside, I really like the looks of this car. Yeah, me too. I mean, the the you know the factory convertible is rare. Uh, there weren't that many of them sold. I don't know what the actual numbers were, but I know that there weren't that many of them. I trade uh, my Nissan Kicks in for this. Yeah, so this looks like but a I lot of fun. I need a new paint and, job first. Yeah, so it probably could use a coat of paint and you could change the color and it would be a lot happier as something else. Yeah. Even just change it to black, it would be fine because the interior is sort of a cream, uh, cream beige uh, leather and it looks terrific. So let's see what this says. It's 1993 Nissan 300ZX convertible is finished in Boca bronze metallic over beige leather and powered by a three liter V6 paired with a five speed manual transmission and a limited slip differential. Uh, the car was first registered in Florida and was acquired by the current owner in September of 2020, uh, reportedly from the family of its original owner. Which I wouldn't be surprised. It's also it's in Hollywood, Florida right now. Uh, features include a black convertible top, 16-inch uh, wheels, uh, power adjustable driver's seat, cruise control, air conditioning, an aftermarket CD stereo, uh, timing belt uh, service uh, was performed uh, in September of 2020. Uh, and see the Z. 32 convertible shows 90,000 miles and is offered on behalf of the current owner with recent service records and a Carfax report and a clean and a clean Florida title. So, John. Yes. Uh, it's only selling for eleven thousand dollars right now. I know. What's that all think, about? I don't know. Which I think is a bargain because like I don't think they're metallic look, poop. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, aside from the color, it doesn't, it looks like a really nice car. Yeah. So, um, but it ends, you know, it, it ends in four days. It, there, it's it's not a no reserve, so there is some sort of reserve on it, but. Uh, of course, um, the, you know, the only downside, there's like no back seat to this thing, so. No. You got two seats and that's it. No, but you have, at least you have, a, there's a decent sized trunk. It's not like it's a Mazda yeah, Miata. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, you know, that. you've got a lot more room than that. This is a lot more comfortable than a Miata, Miata right. would be. So, but be, I think this would be more fun with the more power and the, you know, five-speed transmission. Be great to drive around here maybe seven, eight months of the year. Yes. Well, it has air conditioning too, so you can put oh, the top yeah. up and turn the air conditioning on. Well, you're no and, and most cars that were sold in Florida and California have air conditioning because both states, you need it. Right. Okay. Now, the next pick I have here, I, I there was something about this. This is a 1988 Chevy Suburban 1500 Silverado 4x4. I kind of like the, the three-tone colors in the paint. Um, what do they say that this is good? This, is, uh, this almost looks like it's out of a TV commercial for the thing. You know, yeah. But it's up in Scottsdale and it's sitting out in the middle of the desert on a dirt road with a saguaro cactus behind it. That's right. 
it's so it's the it's the base color it's metallic gray over red accents over gray cloth and, uh, upholstery and power comes from a 5.7 liter v8 paired with a four-speed automatic transmission and a dual range transfer case additional equipment includes the silverado package uh 15 inch rally wheels aluminum running boards front and front and rear air conditioning gotta have that front right. captain's chairs and third row seating a service in, Dece- in December 2020 included replacement of the accessory belts and an oil change. This suburban is offered uh, with a bug deflector. Got to have that. Uh, and an accident-free Carfax report and a clean Arizona title. <clears throat> if, But, you know, you look on the inside of this car, it looks like it's never been driven, right? I mean, it looks like it's it's factory new the the right. engine compartment looks like it's you know factory new so somebody spent a lot of money detailing this and making sure that this car was immaculate in just about every possible way that you know you could have it i mean for a 1988 uh car it certainly has uh, a presence to it let's put it that way and the interior looks quite comfortable with the big captain's chairs in front Yep. Now it says that this was uh let's see what does it say here it was uh it was sold on bring a trailer in February of this year. Uh-oh, what did they find <laughs> that they didn't want? Well, I don't know. I mean that's cuz you know that's one month. I mean two months whatever and it was yeah. sold for $21,000 on 2421. So uh I you know they don't say what was wrong. I mean maybe in the in the comments it might say what you know what somebody because they don't seem to say that there's anything wrong with it. They don't uh, you know say that there's any sort of problems with it. Um, I don't know. They they don't say why. Let's see. The seller yeah. says um, pretty slick ninety two forward that we had we had no room left. I say we, they we sold a let's see we sold. A pretty slick 1992 Forerunner, and then we had no room left. We agreed to take the Suburban as part of that deal. We have detailed, inspected it, and recharged the AC. We have this amazing uh, Suburban sitting safe and sound at Auto Club Car in Scottsdale. So I guess they just, it was part of another deal, and they just didn't need it, and now they're selling it. Hmm. So... You know, it just says, you know, they they don't have a need for it. Um, again, I, I think it looks like a really nice truck for what it's worth if you needed a big truck like that, you know, from, from those, you know, vintage years. There doesn't look like there's anything wrong with it. They've, you know, like I said, you can see even it has the rear, the rear barn doors on it. I always kind of like the barn doors you know, because it, you know, opens up wide. Um, and uh, it, the carpet, everything looks like it's in great condition. So... It you know it only sold for twenty one thousand right now the bidding's at ten thousand five hundred, uh, it ends in four days. Uh, it's not a no reserve, so there is going to be something. But if it sold for twenty one thousand dollars before, I can't believe that they're going to accept. Uh, less. think it's going to get much more than that. Yeah, especially since it was only two months ago. So I, I think that that's going to be an issue uh, that comes up. But anybody that's looking for something like this, you look at it, and it has every possible accessory that you could want, including what I really like about it is the front and rear air conditioner. A car that's that's this big needs two zones because it's hard for the front dash uh, to uh, to push that much uh, air to the back. 
So we'll see what it goes for next week. Uh, this is Todd Bianco. I have been enjoying my hour here with John McMullen. I appreciate you being with me. Sure. Uh, this is our Bring a Trailer Hour. We will be back next week with more Bring a Trailer picks. This is all revved up on iHub Radio. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.